The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing, Sheila, and the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins till Bo's old arch nemesis. Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf and you coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. The Eagles are Super Bowl champions. I'm gonna get drunk. Where them beers, where them beers. All bottles on Mr. Lurie tonight. Damn, that's gonna make me throw up. What was it like to have Bradley Cooper in the booth? We the best. No one could have got me a Caprice? Where's the ball security? Touchdown, Tom. Loser. Nick Foles never lost a Super Bowl. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday night. And a little throwback intro as we prepare for the Eagles to play Tom Brady for the first time in a non-preseason game since the Super Bowl. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris, Shil Kapadia coming at you. We've got a short week. That means a double dose of an episode. We will look back at what happened against the Carolina Panthers, a little squall 22 with Mr. Kapadia. We will have some news from Zach Berman. I know that there is some uh, Noah Tangiai news that we need to get to probably off the top. And then we will preview Thursday night's game against the Bucks. We've got Swooper Storecasting, our Crystal Ball Eagle predictions. Everybody wants to know, Shiel, how you doing? Have you? Uh, when's the last Caprese that you've had? Well, I didn't even recognize my voice there. I feel like has my voice changed since the Super? I don't know. I felt like that was me as a little kid. Now I'm a man. I'm 40. I can't wait. The only thing I'm looking about, looking forward to about being 40 in a couple of years is just being able to wake up and yell that and say it the entire day. But uh, the big news, of course, this week is the the post-game pod. I, you know, I have to get my promos in here. Now um, we got the Instagram is fine. The post-game pod, a reminder how it will work. Nick Sirianni will take the podium after the game. As soon as he's finished, Marissa and I will be live in this YouTube channel. We'll be breaking down the game, offering some spicy takes, and we're going to need your, uh, you know, your viewer questions so that we can direct this thing in a certain way. And then uh, Bo and ZB will join us, and I'll go to bed after that. Do you think you guys? Do you, it's a big now, event. Do you want to around twelve the, midnight? Uh, we think around midnight, right after Sirianni, or do you want to wait in case, like you know, it's a big game for Jalen Hurts and he can talk, and then you just sort no. of play it by ear. You're just going to go no, straight. No, yeah, Sirianni. no. The crowd can tell us if Jalen uh, Hurts says that he's uh, coffee grounds or whatever. Uh, they can fill us in on mm-hmm. that. Whether we'll be fine there. The I don't think you want to wait too long. I think for this to work, you have to have the game end. And then everyone's like, well, should I go to bed or do I need to, you know, talk about this game uh, a little bit more rather than turning on maybe a post game show? We want to be that post game show for you. So don't forget about that. Now, this is big news, of course, for Zach, because it means he's not going to have to do the pod at about 4 a.m. Zach, how are you? I'm doing well. Excited for this pod. I will say you, you as a podcast co-host, I try to be like 
a quarterback, you don't want the pulse to get above 60, right? But uh, when I heard that new intro, I was worried that uh, that I've, I've been removed from the podcast, right? <laughs> that there was some, to, perhaps my super uh, swordcasting performance uh, persuaded Bo to just kick me off the set like Survivor. So I was worried about that. And then I realized when I heard the Nick Foles part that it was a throwback to playing Tom Brady. So I understood that. But for a second there, I was worried about my status on the podcast. Worried or excited? We're, I look forward oh. to this. Right? Oh, okay. this is, yeah. yeah, this is, this <laughs> is a perk yeah. of the job. Now, <laughs> Zach, here's a question for you. You know, longtime listeners have, have heard that post Super Bowl pod. I think it's uh, some people have maybe listened to it once or twice. But what was your what was your Super Bowl night like? I mean, I Post-game. was writing. Yeah, I was I was writing. This is this. This sounds kind of cheesy. But when I was uh, growing up, I would go to a breakfast place with uh, my father and they had the the uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer from the 1980 World Series there. Right. And so uh, throughout that week, like I was up at night thinking this is that I'm writing the game story, win or lose, that is going to be, you know, it's going to be part of Philadelphia history. It's the paper of record in Philadelphia. So what I was so I I filed my running at the gun uh, for the for for that's journalism jargon for I filed my story at the end of the game when the clock hit zero. And then I went down and I was collecting all types of nuggets. So those videos that she and, and, and you were taking, Bo, uh, I was in them talking to, to players. And then I, I rewrote for the, uh, uh, for the final edition for the web edition. So I was writing until really late. And then I went back to my hotel and I wrote, uh, rest in peace. Now early birds. That's, that's no longer yeah. a thing, but, uh, my newsletter that I had brought to the inquirer, I wrote that and, that went out at 6 a.m. the next morning. So uh, I was doing a lot of writing that night. And as your I, head and as your head hit the pillow, you thought to yourself, I wonder if there's a book in here. <laughs> well, uh, that wasn't when my head hit the pillow. That was um, I was in the Minnesota airport the next day. And Matt Gelb, our, our colleague now at The Athletic, sends me a text and says, so you're writing a book on this, right? And, uh, I, you know, it had been ruminating. But that was the uh, the shove I needed to get rolling on it there you go uh and marissa we don't need to get that too much into us but but in in the interest of getting everybody involved here big weekend for you and the fact that the eagles have a thursday night game very huge for the morris brand um yeah so i planned my bachelorette weekend around the eagles thursday night and <laughs> the jets by weekend so <laughs> that's where i'm at but yes true uh, sicko my- behavior yeah, exactly. We'll tell the grandkids um, about that one day. Yeah, and the, and the Bills play Monday night too. So, um, yeah, so I'm actually off on Sundays. So I get to actually tailgate for the Browns game with all my cousins. Um, they're all buying bridesmaids, you know, a Jersey Italian family. My cousins are my best friends. <laughs> so it uh, should be a very interesting and fun weekend in Cleveland. Yeah, more cousins than ZB has siblings. <laughs> yeah, my mom's one of six, so. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's get into the news of the day, Zach, and the news of the week. What uh, what is going on in your neck of the woods as we send it over to the stone cold newsman, Zach Berman, on the scene? Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard was placed on the COVID nineteen reserve list on 
Tuesday. That means Goddard would need to uh, be symptom-free and have two negative tests 24 hours apart in order to be cleared, considering the Eagles play on Thursday. Uh, it looks like a strong possibility that they that they will be without Dallas Goddard this week, and that makes Zach Gertz the number one tight end. And perhaps there's a practice squad elevation because the Eagles brought Noah Tangiai onto the practice squad, the former training camp standout. For those of you who are wondering on the over-under. <laughs> Tangiai returns. And a bigger practice squad news is the Eagles released Travis Fulgham. Remember last October, Fulgham was the Eagles sensation. The number one wide receiver uh, was among was the top receiver statistically going into the bye week for the Eagles in, in a four-week period. Now he's no longer on the Eagles practice squad. The Eagles released him from the practice squad. He is with the Miami Dolphins practice squad. I believe that happened today. So those are your big news in terms of transactions. We don't need to get into the other practice squad items. But also of note, Derek Barnett has an ankle injury. Uh, he The Eagles have walkthroughs this week. So there's not a full practice report, but the estimation if they had practiced yesterday, he would not have practiced. If they practiced today, he would be limited. So that's the big injury to monitor. Lane Johnson remains absent from the team because of a personal matter. Nick Sirianni said on Monday that he's hopeful that Lane Johnson returns this season, but there's no information as to when Lane Johnson will return. I think it's a fair assumption that they will play his third game, that they will play their third game without Lane Johnson this week. Jason Kelsey said today that uh, Lane Johnson came to the facility last week. He got to meet with him, uh, and you know he sort of uh, waxed poetic about how much Lane means to him and to the offensive line room as a person, as a player. But uh, he wouldn't really get into uh, anything about what's going on or, or you know, whether he expects him back this season. Um, Zach, on the uh, on the Goddard front, this is mm -hmm. a big this is a big thing for you because. Avante Maddox, they're root, they're housemates. They live together now. Maddox was in a uh, was in a mask at practice today. Um, I don't know if you noticed that. I presume he is a close contact to Dallas Goddard, but that obviously means he hasn't tested positive yet. So, um, just another extra little uh, variable here as the Eagles prepare for a, a short week. Sure, and it's it's uh, the benefit of being vaccinated. I mean, it's one of the many benefits of being yeah. vaccinated, but uh, an unvaccinated player who is deemed a close contact would be restricted from participation, right? So uh, this is, from a football perspective, a benefit of being vaccinated. Uh, the, the Dallas Goddard news is is interesting, of course, because uh, if the Eagles are playing without them, I, they already had a truncated period to put a game plan together. So now there's even less of a period where you're preparing without Goddard. I imagine heavy 11 personnel. Zach Ertz is the number one tight end. And like we discussed on the previous podcast, if you are thinking there's still a chance that the Eagles could trade Zach Ertz and our national reporter could, could a senior national reporter, I'm sorry, could tell us that uh, the Arizona Cardinals are in need of a tight end now. Senior national writer, right? Is that Yes, senior national writer. This is a chance for the Eagles to perhaps showcase Zach Ertz and show that he could still be a top-level tight end. Well, I think that's right. I'm, I didn't know if you were going to jump in, Shield, but I think that's right. And I also like I don't think this changes the game plan very much. Like it's it's a bummer to be without one of your better players, but the Eagles are already playing mostly eleven personnel and not a lot of two and three tight end yeah. sets. So it just means less rotating. It's it's really like it's sort of fine in terms of like 
figuring out what they're going to do offensively. It doesn't really change that. I think it just means Ertz gets to play a lot. Did anyone say any inter- anything interesting this week? Nick Sirianni. Did, did the so John, talk is this a lead to a drop or something? No, or? no. I'm, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I was thinking that I'm more, I'm much more interested, you know, in what uh, if people said like it, like if you had to, let's say you had this agreement with like WIP, and they're like, hey, every week, can you just tell us like the three most it will pay you, and just tell us like the three most interesting things that were said at the pressers, so that we can use them as talking points. That to me would be more interesting than uh, no, no, e. Noe Tangiai? Noe Tangiai. I think yeah, that okay. no, I think there's a chance the Eagles brought back Noah Tangiai because they were hoping it was going to be like a reset button that, that by bringing him back, it was just going to send them back to September of last year and maybe things would turn out differently, but it didn't work. But to answer your question, Shiel, uh, I, I thought it was interesting. Jonathan Gannon rectified his statement from last week. He, he said, of course they have a scheme, right? But what he means by the no scheme thing and he always thought this when he was a uh, position coach, when he would become a coordinator, that you would build your scheme based on the players you have in the building and the players on the other team that week. So you, his example was if, if Tom Brady's your quarterback, you can't come in and say, we're running a West Coast offense. You, you run the offense that fits, fits Tom Brady. Uh, so – his his point was that he 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 wants to have a defense that can adjust on a given week, um, and that's what he means by he doesn't have a scheme. Well, of course, saying I don't have a scheme and also saying we're not a dime team is like conflicting. So pick one yes. or the other. Sorry, go ahead, Shield. Now, what did you make of the? Uh, was it an Inquirer report that said uh, Nick Sirianni sort of? Uh, you know, went into the defensive meeting room and let everybody have it. Was it? Well, no. So report. Yeah. Well, no. So Nick Sirianni said. So so Nick Sirianni said at the beginning of the week, right? He said last Monday that there were uh, tough conversations. Yeah, yeah. That that there were tough conversations in the defensive meeting room, and then Jonathan Gannon said the next day that that you know he didn't think it was anything abnormal for for when your team loses that 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 kind of thing Nick Sirianni is a fiery guy like he has I don't want to say he has a temper because that would have a negative connotation but he's he's not one of these guys who the poll stays at at 60 to use the expression that someone used about Jalen Hurts right so uh so now the inquirer report by Marcus Hayes was was that there was a scolding of Jonathan Gannon but uh I mean, I'm I'm not a coach. My understanding is is that you put a bunch of football guys in a room, right? Mm, they're not. No, that's they, right. They're, they're 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 not using what I would uh, tell my kids indoor voices tonight, right? Like like they're 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 talking like football coaches talk. Well, it is interesting, at least that they did change things up a little bit defensively last week. You know, j- just some of the numbers. Uh, they they blitz twenty one percent of the time it had been 10 percent through the first four weeks they played 22 snaps of single high coverage they averaged about 12 snaps per game of single high coverages during the first four weeks so i don't want to uh overdo it and say wow they totally changed things up and look at these wrinkles they throw at the panthers so i don't think that was the case i think the foundation stuff was still the same but there certainly was a it was a little less vanilla and there was a little more variety to the game plan against the Panthers than there had been the previous week. 
they also had Slay and, and Nelson switching sides right. a little bit, Darius Slay following DJ Moore. So there were, and you know, it seemed like at least anecdotally, there were much more uh, sort of games up front with the defensive line. So it did seem like they, they made some adjustments. Now, part of that might have been just because they were going up against a defense and a guy that they thought they could turn the ball over against. And so you, you try more things, but they definitely did play differently defensively. Do you think Jonathan Gannon went into the offensive meeting room this week? That's what I was going to say. I, w- I almost yeah. asked Gannon that this morning, <laughs> this afternoon. But <laughs> he should have. He he, he would have laughed. He he he, he would. He, he's not a robot. He would have laughed. <laughs> he would have punched you. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, right. I think uh, anything. Kelsey was Kelsey's good as always, um, but I guess there was nothing much newsworthy outside of the the lane stuff. So now, so we've we've discussed this in the in the past. And Kelsey's discussed it multiple times. He discusses it every year, it seems like. But but Kelsey's one of the, the rare players who he says loves how, a Thursday he loves a Thursday night. Night. I gotta, I He's been exactly. saying it for a decade. Yeah, exactly. got clip that thing and tweet it again. He's just had to repeat his same answers yes. for yes. 10 years on every exactly. single topic like this. Oh but so God. he doesn't play into the, you know, the question was how hard it is to prepare for the Thursday night game. And, he gives well. I've told you guys before. I I I love a Thursday night game, right? So uh, now we also had this conversation in the past. Doug Peterson famously, or I shouldn't say famously, as as we know, undefeated on among Thursday the everybody knows. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and I would ask Doug about this repeatedly, and Doug always said, you know, he simplifies things. He just he just calls his best plays, and, and then of and course like. His wife would ask him, why don't you do that every week? Yeah, exactly. And not just his, his his wife. We would say that too, right? Like if it works every year on Thursday night, maybe you overcomplicate things when you have seven days to prepare. So uh, once again, it's you, and, you and Dougie P's wife on the same page as always. I don't that know what prob- the joke is there. But- Neither do I. That should probably be a sore casting. Will, uh, will Nick Sirianni talk about how he had to, how he simplified the game plan? But that would be well, in the course of a win, and I don't know that we're going well, so to worry about so, that, but maybe we will. Yeah, so Jonathan Gannon was talking about preparing for the Thursday night game, and he said, like, you know, there's all these coverages he wants to put in, but then he's like, they don't have any practice time to do it, so you just got to go with what you know. And speaking of, uh, what coverages does he want to put in? Yeah. Cover two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh, sorecasting, by the way, if you are in the chat, make sure that you submit your sorecasting ideas. We will take three from the chat for – uh, for the end of the show. Uh, all right. Why don't we uh, why don't we take an early break, which is rare for us before we transition to getting into the Squall 22, sort of a natural breakup of the segments. We'll be back on the other side. All right. Back on Birds with Friends as we pivot to the Squall 22 to look back at the Eagles win over the Panthers. And Sheila, you sort of teased this on Twitter beforehand. And uh, I think it's the sort of same takeaway that that some of us had on the postgame pod. You know, I think uh, I think Greg Rosenthal tweeted about this as well, but this team is turning turning us into concussion uncles. Run the damn ball. Is that fair to say? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that that's my take. My take is that I don't understand how you get into to the, what was it, the 13th possession of week five before it feels like Jalen Hurts is a factor in the designed run game. I, I mean, well, all meaning, this, yeah, I mean, I'm including that, but so that's, that's, yeah, but it, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like, you know, I, I don't know about like the overall balance and ratio. That's not to me what it is about, but it is that. No, of course you, not. Sorry, when no. you run the ball, 
uh, Jalen Hurts should be a big part of it, and it, it can solve a lot of your problems situationally, short yardage, red zone. I mean, we we were talking about this back in the spring, in the summer. It feels like after every game, and then you look at this game, and they get late in this game, and all of a sudden, he's pulling the ball, and there are these wide open gaps. I mean, he doesn't need to, you know, I, I think I probably overrated maybe how fast he was, you know, he, he does, he's not like a burner, like some of these holes you see. And if it were, you know, Lamar Jackson or, you know, you, you know, you, even maybe even your boy, Daniel Jones, I don't know. They would turn these into like huge gains because they are, the holes are that big. That's not really what he's been doing on these, but he's still a very uh, tough runner. He'll almost, you know, he doesn't sort of need to slide. It feels like when he's one-on-one -on -one with like a DB, he can kind of just fall forward and maybe pick up an extra couple yards before he goes down. And so you saw that in the fourth quarter uh, of that game, you saw it on the touchdown run. I mean, how has not that just not been a go-to standard foundational play? I know there are ways to defend it, but there's a reason why it's like a fundamentally sound scheme is to just run uh, a zone read or, you know, have a tight end cut run over there and block if you're going to have it designed for him to just keep the ball. And how about the run game after those possessions? I mean, the final couple possessions, all of a sudden, they're really gashing the Panthers even when he's handing it off. Is it coincidence that the defense had to think about, well, wait, is he going to keep it on these? Is he not going to keep it on these? Do we have to account for him as a runner on these? I don't think it's coincidence. It seemed to be uh, pretty obvious to me. And so it's just uh, you know a, a bit annoying and frustrating and concerning to me that when you have a coaching staff that spent all offseason saying, we're going to build the scheme to the strengths of the players, we're going to build the scheme to the strengths of the players. And anybody, you know, like me who, you know, you don't have to have a, a, a master's degree in the X's and O's of football to look at Jalen Hurts' skill set and say, well, that's got to be a big part of what you do if you're talking about maximizing your success on offense is that him as a part of the run game has to be a big part of that. Again, I'm not saying you run, you need to run the ball 40 times. I'm saying as part of your staple plays, when you do run the ball, this needs to be a part of it situationally. It can help you. And so I just don't get it. Like I, I was like, wait, it's, it's week five. It is their 13th possession of the game. It was, was it in the game plan? Did they adjust to it? Did somebody say on the sideline, hey, you know, Hassan Reddick is crashing on uh, Miles Sanders every single time. Let's just, you know, maybe Jalen Hurts should keep this. I mean, you remember last, even in the past, I would say with Carson Wentz, it's a good idea to just do this once early in the game to slow down those defensive ends and have them thinking about it. And so that was a, you know, a big takeaway. Let's see what they do here going forward. Let's see if, it, if it's a big part of the game plan Thursday, but like, I, I don't want to say red flag, but I, it's pretty, it you know, we, we've talked about it. I feel like in bits and pieces, but to, to get this far for an offense that's really struggled in stretches and for now to finally be thinking, well, maybe we should do this a little bit more. Uh, that that's an issue to me. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, personnel wise, this is, this is the advantage they have been gifted and they are, they are just totally looking away from it. It doesn't make any sense. And there's no, this is sort of rudimentary, but there's, there's no team in the league that is like the Eagles in terms of how well they're running the ball and how infrequently they're running the ball, presuming that they are not also good at passing the ball. I know that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of caveats, but so the Eagles are fourth in, in run DVOA, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Which is a little bit of a surprise because it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem I think like a lot of those know, are hurt scrambling. And I think, probably. right. And I think they are. So, which is they, why he should scramble more. 
and not even scramble more because he he or just even, run more. Design he hasn't runs. even had that many big scrambles. They have there have been a few in like two minute drill situations where he's picked up big plays. I feel like most of his runs have been designed runs, and they haven't run them enough. So so they're fourth in run DVOA, twenty first in pass DVOA. That seems that seems like what you would expect, right? Given what we've seen, and they're seventh in uh, you know uh, neutral situations pass frequency. That's what I would actually have thought they might have been even higher than that, but. The teams ahead of them, Cleveland, first and run DVOA, like, you know, bottom six that, in pass. You don't have that old line. Am I right, Marissa? Ooh, That's geez. for sure. Cash in the Chargers. <laughs> uh, this shocked me, but Jacksonville is second in run DVOA, and they are, uh, and they're like 30th in pass DVOA. So they, ru- they run the ball a lot. Uh, well, Dallas, 250, 250. Yeah, right? they're trying to yeah, get 250, like 250. Yeah. I was going to say. Which right. they have so never they, gotten in their franchise's focused. history. Yeah, they're like, happens incredibly that. rarely. And also, by the way, uh, somebody looked up Urban Meyer never did, even in college. Um, <laughs> isn't that insane? Uh, we don't he have to said go it this so, whole thing. He said it so confidently, too. It just Dude, totally he doesn't know up, what's going like, on. I mean, like, I've never seen an NFL. The Chargers team. hire Brandon Staley, and he is like talking like a normal person who understands everything that's going on. And Urban Meyer is coming in with like just these ideas from 19. We don't have to go through this whole thing. The point is that there are teams are either really good at running and really good at passing, and that's and they pass more frequently, or they're really they're much better at running than passing. And so they run it more frequently and the Eagles are, are not doing that. And I'm not saying like hand the ball off to Miles Sanders, but like you can't even, I don't want every game to be a, uh, like a, de- a decision on whether Jalen Hurts is the guy or whether Nick Sirianni is the guy, but you can't really even properly evaluate whether Jalen Hurts should be the guy. If you're not building the offense, the way that it would make him most successful. Yes, yeah, yeah, I mean there. So, so like my read. Go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. I, I said this in the media house today. I'll, I'll say it on the podcast. It's it's as if they're running the Philip Rivers offense with RPOs added into it, right? Like they just like they just took the offense that Nick and Shane have yeah. have run in the past, and they're like, all right, instead of this, instead of called runs, we'll make them RPOs, but. There's a lot of just dropping into the pocket. They, they, they don't move the pocket as much. There's a lot of timing routes, right? Like, like things that I wouldn't say are necessarily Jalen Hurts' strength. If you created an offense out of scratch, from scratch, I should say, for your quarterback, it wouldn't be the offense that they've mostly run in five games this season. Yeah, and they have the uh, you know they have an offensive line coach who has experience running pretty much every type of run scheme. Uh, they have an offensive line who you know multiple players were on this line when when they were playing with uh, Chip Kelly. But even then, I mean that was a lot of zone read. But like QB power, QB sweep, uh, sweeps. Have they run a quarterback draw all season? No, I mean I that's not so. that's not even in the same family. I think that's like the most underused play. In the NFL, is a, a quarterback like really like third and three QB draw? Like you know, it's it's safe. At the worst, you're probably going to pick up one or two yards, and and so you just haven't seen any of that creativity. Zach, Zach is correct. I mean, if they would have had, it's almost like I don't even know who the quarterback would be. But yeah, it's like their type of quarterback. That's what this offense uh, is is built for, not for this specific 
quarterback. And I don't, uh, I don't understand that at all. I mean, you know, we can get to some of the positives, but it was the worst offensive por- performance of any team in week five. If you just look at uh, EPA per play, five first downs on the first 11 possessions that, you know, normally in a game, you only have 11 possessions. So think about if we were, you know, if the defense doesn't make some plays and you have your first 11 possessions in that game and you have five first downs, the entire game. I mean, really, that's what we could be talking about Pathetic. if some of these things out of their control, uh, you know, did not kind of go their way. They end up having 15 possessions in this game and they make some plays there at the end. But uh, it's just very, you know, I, I think at least I'll to speak for myself personally, but I, I think there are Eagles fans who felt this way that at least this year you felt like there was going to be a freshness to it, a fun factor to it, where it was going to be a little bit different because you had a different coaching staff and you had a quarterback who could be fun. And it just doesn't seem like that's the case. You know, it just, it, you're watching this offense go in. Even on the couple of weeks where it's it's clicked, I mean, you know, I, I guess this is a little bit um, results-oriented. You know, the, those couple of games, I guess they were a little more fun. But, you know, no one would watch this offense and say, wow, look at the the creativity Um that, that they're bringing to the table on a weekly basis. And just, just one extra thing, like Jalen hurts is, is he doesn't unlike Carson Wentz. He does, he's good at avoiding hits. Like he does a good job yeah. when he's running, not taking hits. So there's really, you know, generally speaking, maybe you don't want your quarterback taking a ton of hits, but he, he, he uh, is not necessarily the guy to worry about on that front. Uh, I was thinking of also about this game from like a, uh, from like a coverage uh, standpoint from our perspective. And how like which, the previous game, which the game? game, the previous game, the Panthers okay. game and how like, that, but okay. if, well, if like <laughs> this was a the situation where like being in the locker room, I think would have made a bigger difference, a huge difference in the way we covered it. Because like, for instance, the, you know, the, the, the punt block by TJ Edwards, like if we were in the locker room, I feel like, you know, that's something you, you really, you know, focus on. Like you get, you get the stories behind it. You know, we can get, there's, there's sort of a removal without being in the locker room. So everything becomes big picture and you don't necessarily get to, to uh, go all the way in and get like the feeling of the guys in the locker room. And like, that's an enormous play. Like that was a game that was in the balance and they thought they weren't going to win. And then like, a punt block is the thing that turns it like that's awesome that's cool for tj edwards and and sean bradley like that's a that's a great story and it's a great and little Michael story Clay. to tell yeah. right yeah. and then you know because it's just podiums and this is not anybody's fault but it's just sort of i i, I was thinking about that the day after how uh how it sort of changes the way that we cover the games because you, you don't get that that same insight it's yeah i actually right. i was thinking about this recently too it's for, it's harder to find players uh, you know, as likable and have feel like yeah. a fan, you have a connection with them, whether that's a real thing or, or not. But when you're sort of re, Oh, this is an interesting, you know, look at what uh, this guy said, or I didn't know this story, or here's the backstory of why they're doing this weird thing on the sideline or in the huddle, like those little morsels make a it may sort of make a fan either like a like a player or not like a player. And you just, uh, you know, something I was just watching this, game and re-watching it today i'm just like you're kind of like bored with it yeah. you know you're just like all right here we go again it's the 11th possession of the game they've gone three and out like eight times oh my god uh, the other well i was thinking about it in terms over. of like uh you know to to Bo's point and and to your point too shield like like darius slay he, he has this two interception performance like a huge interception 
uh, as as we said in the post game pod, comes during a week when you know his 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 wife gave birth. He wasn't really at the facility as as much. Like in a locker room setting, you get you know he's he's a colorful guy. You'd really be able to like humanize him. Instead, he's on like he's on a podium. So it's one question about the week that he had. And then it's like him tracking DJ Moore, and then it's him, right. you know, like like state of the defense. Uh, you know, what did you say to Jalen Hurts? Right there's, it, it's it's yeah. very disjointed, and and Slay has the type of personality I imagine that like you could really get that type of colorful information. Well, you know, you think back to like the way that we think of Nigel Bradham because we got to cover yes. him in the locker room for so many years. <laughs> if you put and him like, on the podium, if it was yeah. just him on the podium, we yeah, yeah. we'd have exactly. no thought about Nigel. You're Bradham, right. So. You're absolutely right. Uh, any other thoughts on the offense, Shiel? Well, I thought the offensive line, this was like easily the worst game of the season. I, okay. I mean, Jack Driscoll, I thought, had a tough game. Uh, Landon Dickerson had a – when did he go out of the game? I think the last two drives he was out. Okay, because you could see the play. He got smoked, and he and he like grabbed his ankle mm-hmm. during a play, but then he played the next play at least and like got beat on that play, and then I couldn't remember if he uh, came back in the game or not. So, uh, you know, and that's moving it forward here to Dickerson and Driscoll against the interior of the Bucks offensive line. Yeah. Like, like Zach, Zach, Zach was just saying about moving, like this is again, you have to be moving the pocket. Like Jalen Hurts should not just be dropping back and passing from there. That will be an absolute disaster, uh, for this team. So I thought, you know, my he gives up those, uh, back-to-back sacks. You know, I don't think he was like a, overall disaster but i mean if you're giving up back-to-back sacks in a possession that's that's not a great place to be he also had a holding call later uh dillard i thought uh you know played well in the, i don't think it was perfect i saw i don't know if it was pff or what stats i saw being circulated about you know he didn't give up anything or shut them out i don't think that was the case i you know i certainly think he gave up some pressures but i thought he played well and kelsey was fine but uh, i i did think I, I feel like i'm normally the guy saying the offensive line didn't play as poorly as it seemed. And I feel like it was the opposite in this game where it wasn't really mentioned that the offensive line was part of, uh, I thought a lot of the struggles that they had. Uh, so and also probably the, the best pass rush that they've gone against this season. Yeah. Well, for now, not probably not after, right, maybe not right. after Thursday, right. um, uh, tight end. I, there's a very simple answer to this, which we've talked about before. <laughs> and his name is JJ Ortega Whiteside. They had a bootleg, in this game where I, I think J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was lined up like in the slot and he had to sort of pin or seal Brian Bird so that Jalen Hurts could get out to the right. I mean, he did it better than like most of their t- tight ends have done over the years. You know, if he's going to be in there as a blocker, I don't understand why you can't just move this guy to tight end. Obviously, he's not getting on the field as a wide receiver. When he's on the field, it's to be a blocker. And I think he can maybe do some of those things. So I would really, I don't know if we've joked about it before, said it in jest, but I actually think it's something that they should attempt to do. Uh, I don't know if you can do it mid-season. I don't know if they've tried it with him. I feel like a lot of the stuff he's probably already uh, had to do, but I don't know. That seems to me like it should be an option. Uh, I like it. 13 personnel and flexing Jack Stoll now. I, I just mean, I, I tweeted these on. numbers. I don't know. If yeah, you saw I know this. you were mad yeah. about that one live, right? I was mad about that one live. Uh, so they have run. Let me pull it up. They have run eleven plays this year in thirteen personnel on first and second down, not including kneels. 
and they're averaging 1.7 yards per play on those 11 plays when and they've only achieved one first down on those 11 plays they're like four of them have been negative plays mm. uh it's just 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 throw it out just stop yeah doing it. there's really no i i mean when it was Jack Stoll being flexed out too, I'm like, oh, what in the world is uh, is happening here? Let's I just not, I think somebody I think, just say to like when that play goes in, someone be like, Nick, I think we might be overthinking this one. Uh, maybe yeah. you know Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins. Maybe we just keep those guys on the field for this one. Let's I have just three. treat it like a Thursday, right? Right. What's exactly. that? Let's just treat it like a Thursday game. Yes. You know. Yes. There you go. Yeah. My th- these are the three things I want to see from the from the Eagles offense. Run the run the ball more with Jalen Hurts, like more of the quarterback inclusive run game. I want I want more Quez Watkins, like he should be on the field much more of a higher percentage. And then like I don't it was really a pretty high percentage though last week. It was high percentage, and he was the first time he outsnapped Rager. And my other thing, I I just I don't ever want to see any skill position players on the field who are not one of the top three receivers, the top two tight ends, or the top two running backs. Just those seven guys. That's all you need. Rotate them through. Let's go. Okay. I would agree with that. That's that's yeah, all. I, don't, I, I would say like I would I would have a certain amount. Like I would, you know, back when uh, Alshon Jeffrey came in, Frank Reich was saying they have what he would call seventeen plays, right? Plays on the on the play sheet for Alshon Jeffrey, and they make sure that they will call seventeen plays. Now this was when Alshon was what he was good, but he wasn't as good as I expected him to be. But it was. I remember going into that week one game, that was a big thing. They are going to feed Alshon Jeffrey. I would have that with Devontae Smith. Like if Devontae Smith's And Quez Watkins, I think it, it's yes, worth it. But, yeah. but I'm, I, I just think Devontae Smith needs far more volume than he's been getting. I agree with I, you. Agree. Yes. I think about the end, uh, the end of the half against Kansas City, right? And yeah. they just threw to him three straight like, times. Yeah. And it was like, I don't even know if it was designed. It was just, it was just throw it to Devonte. Like I would say coming out of the game, Devonte needs X amount of targets. And if he doesn't get X amount of targets, then the coaches or the quarterback aren't doing his job. It's not Devonte. I agree with his that. Job. Like get Devonte the ball. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, they, you could even see it this week, like just even the simple comeback routes near the sideline. I mean, he's separate. They have to, they have to respect him getting over the top that he's creating separation and he's like open on those. Those should be, you know, relatively easy uh, pitch and catches. And then you can, you know, set up some double moves off of that. So I would agree with that. And yeah, I mean, Quest Watkins, every time they run something for him, it seems like good things are happening. I mean, I'm not, I haven't seen a lot of plays where it seems like he's confused and doesn't know uh, where to go. So he's clearly one of your more talented players that he needs to, uh, he needs to definitely get the the ball more. I mean, I am wondering, like, one of our worst takes, I think we all sort of agreed on this, was that uh, the wide receivers will be better coached this year because yeah. of Nick Sirianni's background. I mean, are they coaching the wide receivers? It's crazy. How many touchdowns are we up to Five. that have been taken Six. off the board? Well, I think it's yeah. more, isn't it? Like, how many touchdowns have been taken in the Five last two weeks? Have been Five, taken touchdowns. Off the board. Five touchdowns. I mean, I don't Not know what the, weeks, the whole league averages, but it's unbelievable. But, and but it's, it's the same been thing it's it's been two saying. with pick plays. It's been two with pick plays and two with illegal touching. Exactly. Right? So like repeat penalties. Right? Exactly. And it's uh, you know, if you're Nick Sirianni, don't you grab the official like before the hey, you know, we got called on this uh 
last right. week. Like we're, we're going to be running some of these. Just like here's how we're coaching he, like, the guy. He famously doesn't want to argue with the officials. Like let's go, Nick. Oh, go, is that a thing? That is that famous? Well, I don't. No, that's not famous to me. Always, I don't know anything he's about always that. Being like they've got a really tough job. I would. I would never get on them. But you're right. Yeah, but but I would say use that to shield. butter him up a little I, bit. I would say the opposite to Shield. I would say, like, before Greg Ward goes on the field, I'd say, Greg, whatever you do, don't go near a penalty here, right? Like, like, don't even right. give the official any thought on this. If if he runs by you, run just don't make this play nullify. Well, and like, also, I what is Greg Ward doing on the field if he can't get that right? Like, you know what I mean? But like, how are they coaching it? I mean, do they know the rules? Because it is, you know, it can be confusing. Do they know the rules is a good question, given off of what happened so, with Miles that's Sanders. That's what I'm saying. So that's what why happened I say with Sean Bradley. you walk out on like, the field, you say hello to the official, you call them by their name, you butter them up a little bit, you know, uh, Jerome, I don't, was it Jerome Boga? I don't know who their official was. And you say, hey, you know, I just want to make sure about this because we got dinged for it before. You, I think you can even do this stuff like during the week you know call the league oh, hey we you know we got screwed we got screwed for this just want to make sure we're getting it right going forward i don't know if they're doing that uh or not but uh, it does you can't say just don't get in the guy's way because like the point of the play you have to get in the guy's way for it to be an effective play but you have to whether it's turning back for the ball i know zach Ertz always seems to just turn yeah, around just and put that. his hands up exactly. you know like you're, if you're if you're looking back at the quarterback with your hands up then you're probably not going to be called for the penalty. So um, that's just what, you know, one thing I was just laughing, like the wide receivers are, crazy. you know, they're, they're taking points off the board. Um, Hurts, you gotta got to be like, when you played it. basketball yeah. growing up, when you played basketball growing up and you had four fouls, right? You would right. always like, you'd go over the top. Like if, yeah. if, if a guy was driving on you, you'd, you'd, you'd back up, right? Oh, I never you, had, had four that. fouls. That requires playing yeah. defense. Yeah. <laughs> No. Okay. Well, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't have not, a lot of quickness, so I had four fouls a lot. I, I, I was a big reacher. <laughs> oh yeah, I would. Yeah, I would reach. That's true. I would pick up a couple. I was a big over the back guy. I got, I got uh, called for some. I the hate guys. the over the back guys. Oh, unbelievable. I like trying, the trying, uh, to a, trying to get a board, man. Board I like the ZB. Ever you do the uh, let them go by, but then kind of reach oh, with the left the and try to oh, poke yes. it. Yeah, yes, that's absolutely. a nice one. You get called for that. You know, sometimes you get the timing down. They, they should only call what they see there. All right. Absolutely. You know I would know. get called fouls on for too was a was a loose ball, just like recklessly diving into the pile to try to get on top of it. I thought it'd be fine. Uh, oh, like I really? thought that'd just be that'd be like uh, that would be kosher. Like, no, you can't you can't just no, dive on get, the guy to get to the ball, get, dude. Yeah, I didn't get near any uh loose balls. Don't make that a drop. All right. What else we get? Uh, I think right, that's well, it for the offense. Let's talk about the defense then. You know, you already you already sort of said we, we saw no? some different stuff. We'll do the break before before we turn our attention okay. to. Uh, before we talk about the Bucks, uh, the Bucks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I kind of already said what I, what I thought about the defense. Now it was a the Tell best. Me, oh, go ahead. The best defensive performance EPA per play of the week was the Panthers, and the second best defensive performance of the week EPA was the Eagles. Right. So that kind of tells you. So uh, tell me, did you think this was a, uh, on, on the continuum of good defensive performance versus Sam Darnold throwing the ball away? Which, which way did you lean a little bit further on? I mean, I think Sam Darnold had some terrible, a lot of terrible plays in this game. They did make him uncomfortable. I thought his ZB is good point from, I don't know if it was last week or before where, you know, you, you said basically plan A is for the pass rush to dominate yep. and there is no plan B or C. I mean, that's really what this was is that, you know, plan A worked pretty well 
They got after Sam Darnold. The defensive line played well. I thought uh, Zach's boy, Derek Barnett, I easily his best game of the season. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, those guys played well. Josh Sweat uh, played well. So they really made him feel uncomfortable. He was missing throws. He was making bad decisions. He wasn't seeing the field clearly. Uh, so the Panthers offensive line really had a rough go. That was really, you know, I, I think the story of the game. And then, you know, like I mentioned, they did uh, switch some stuff up, but they pressured Darnold on 54.8% of his dropbacks. That was the second best for any defense uh, last week. All right. If hey. I'm, if, if I am at rule, I am focusing this off season on the offensive line. Right, that is that 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 line is bad, and they haven't done in in two years. They really haven't done enough there. Well, they spent they spent an entire draft and didn't pick an offensive player. I mean, well, they, no, they took Brady Christian. Oh, oh, two you know, years, two years, years ago. ago. Yes, yeah. yes, okay. So, yeah, right. I would agree that they need to address that, and uh, they need to address quarterback too. By the way, you know, you could read my if you read my column on the uh, Athletic today. I mean, their offense statistically is pretty much the exact same thing as last year with Teddy Bridgewater, uh, if not a little bit worse. And you gave up a second, a fourth, and a sixth for Darnold. So, it, you know, that move, where again, we're only five weeks in, is not really paying off for them. Before she falls asleep, we should ask if Marissa's uh, more worried about hashtag Marissa's Panthers now than, than she was a week ago. I'm definitely not going to fall asleep. Um, and, yeah, I you am. going to rest before the Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I'm actually very worried about my uh, seven and a half over. I was feeling so confident. And I think, you, I think you still got a good chance. Yeah, there's a lot of season left to play, but um, definitely not as confident I was after those first three weeks. That's for sure. Darnie needs to step it up. <laughs> I mean, when Christian McCaffrey comes back, Donald. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Marissa's actual team played like the most entertaining game of the year. I mean, unbelievable. You can imagine what I was like watching that at the <laughs> oh wedding. Oh my gosh. So oh, I'm fun. so it was and my friend that is a diehard Ravens fan, I felt like he would understand this, but um I kept like turning the stream off because my battery was so low. So mm. like I would like be watching it, it would go to commercial, I'd close the app. And the mother of the bride was giving a speech. And when I reopened the app, the audio was on. Oh, that is great. <laughs> and literally, it's the official going, five-yard penalty. And I'm like, <laughs> thankfully, it was a very big wedding, and it was outside. But they're definitely, like, my table. I'm, like, getting red thinking about it. My table and definitely, like, the surrounding tables all heard. And everyone was dying laughing. And awesome. I was so embarrassed. I was like, well, I'm just going to excuse myself. Right so <laughs> I just envisioned you like uh, Lou Brown in major league, you know, when he's in the hospital yeah. and like screaming. Yeah. And they're like, what's going wrong? Yeah. They, uh, the end of the game it's was CB a little breaking rough, out the but... movie reference. Though. I like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Impressive. I didn't think that one. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's just like, I've never, I forget the one line. Well, I, I forget the one line that. he has, but it. that is so good when he's getting, when he's super excited. I've, that's not worth even saying. Uh, yeah. Before we get to the break, Shield, since we're uh, focused on the last uh, looking behind us instead of looking forward, any thoughts on the uh, the pod that you need to get off your chest, the post-game pod? The what? The post-game pod. Oh, was that the first thing you said? Uh, oh, any thoughts on the pod? I think it's the Paul. 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 No. Uh, Paul? I, yeah. I thought Zach did a nice job. Zach, I've never even accomplished this. You had two no-sells of Bo's <laughs> joke about the tweeting 
the guy with the shirt off. I don't know. I wrote guy with shirt off slash game plan. That, <laughs> yes, that, yes. You had a joke about that, right, Bo? Probably. And the, yeah. yeah. And, and you, you said, uh, well, I don't well, my, 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 my Beautiful. audio was going through the AirPods yeah. initially. So I didn't hear the joke the first time. At first, Zach said he didn't even hear the joke. So he didn't sell <laughs> it. true. And then you repeated <laughs> it and he still hey, just hey. moved on to something else. That's so, a good I mean, move. I like that. I feel like the, uh, you know, when you have kind of the, the younger guy on the team and then you realize, well, he, you know, he might be better than me at some no, of the stuff. Bad. That was, it's that was like one of those moments was very proud. Um, I mean the, the face shape thing, I mean the very <laughs> odd conversation. I don't even know what my comment is. Uh, I think it's, uh, I, think I, think I, pretty, the, I think I nailed that actually thinking back. Well, I think the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for, I feel like we can comment on players, like how they're dressed or if you think someone is very handsome, feel like mm. you know you can't determine the shape of your face you know, i feel like you, you know you gotta be uh, careful but i wasn't there. saying anything negative about except for okay. maybe the square face but yeah uh, I, that's i wasn't i was just describing the face i don't i wasn't okay. it was neither positive nor negative okay all right that's you know, just, listen just trying to make okay, sure you, you don't get fired uh <laughs> there zach i mean what was the complimenting bow on his game watching skills yeah, uh, it that is, was disgusting <laughs> no it Give is a break <laughs> i have it is true I have a true. new He's saying I want to implement, and I, I, I feel like our audience are, is really going to like the results over process. Okay. Mm. I'm like, I I, I'm, t I'm tired of hearing process of, you know, you know, somebody work, you know, people telling me how hard they worked on something or how many hours they put it. What, Zach, isn't there a Bill Parcells line about this? Yes, don't talk about the labor. Just show me yeah, the baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm all, I'm all in on. I mean, which is specific. easy for a man to say. Yeah, right? not specific. If I'm going to cook, if I'm going to cook the dinner, birth. let me buy the groceries. <laughs> but uh, you know, I feel like everybody loves the process over results thing. I want to go opposite now. Just like you know, did you get the job done or did you not get the job done? I don't need to hear about uh, you know fair. how much time you put in or how. I don't, I don't even know if that oh, has anything damn. to do with the game watching, but apparently. When I was taking my notes, I uh, thought about that. Uh, Zach, no, what but was your... it, it, it's Go ahead. I'm 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 gonna push back because you know, for instance, like I'm I'm good at like I I can read an article and synthesize it quickly, right? Like I, I don't need to go back and, and read it three times. Okay, no, but there's a lot of things when I watch a game, I don't know what happens until I go back and I I I watch it again. Like there's so much going on, right? Bo is really good. Yeah, at, this. Yeah. All right, fine. All right. <laughs> I, mean, I was either. just just paying a compliment. And I'm so. not trying to I'm not trying to cut you off. Yeah. I need to stick to my. Okay, Zach, you missed an opportunity when. Uh, but Bo thank you. Was, That's nice of you to say. When Bo was going nuts over the Miles Sanders thing, I mean, you really should have just leaned into that boy. You know, so pound of flesh. <laughs> you <laughs> could have really turned it on him there. I thought. I, I feel like you were. Well, here's the thing: it. we're sticking. We got to move away from pound of flesh. Oh, okay. Why pound of that? flesh. The its Bad. origin. Oh, okay. In Shakespeare, a little anti-Semitic. It was brought to my attention. Oh, so uh, okay, all right. So do not do uh, that. Okay. We're, 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 yes. we're moving away <laughs> from the flesh. Do not do that, uh, yeah. Marissa. We might, this might be the first time we edit something out here. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's good to have this okay. out there because oh, I, I was I was others. calling on the on yes. the commenters okay. to do it. So, we're, but you we're, can we're, really we go find a new phrase. We need to find after the next game if Miles Sanders does it. Are you happy now, Bo? You know, because he really was giving that to you. Oh, now I, I say this I say this figuratively, of course. Be the bigger man, right? Yeah. No need to no need <laughs> to fire back. Be the bigger uh, man. 
Zoe Deschanel catching a really unnecessary stray, I thought, from you, Bo. Just thought of a Z. You don't like a Zoe Deschanel? I got nothing against Not a, a new Zoe girl Deschanel. fan? Uh, okay. I love new girl. I got yeah. nothing against Zoe Deschanel. I just okay. thought of it was just, I mean, it was late and I thought of a Z. I mean, I just thought, you know, she's listening to this somewhere thinking I this used to be my favorite pod and now they're just coming at me for no I reason. I welcome all Zoes. Uh, I'm glad you guys are okay because I was uh, very nervous, that elevator situation. I mean, my gosh, I don't know. Like, I, I really meant to lead, lead the pod with this. I'm surprised you made you it poor, here. Yeah. It looks like you're okay. Because uh, I was really concerned. You know, I usually don't listen to the post-game pod until uh, I think usually Tuesday uh, is when I, I actually listen to the, the post-game pod. And I, I felt bad that I wasn't able to check on you earlier. Everyone's good? Well, well I, mean, I was just emotionally, I'm getting, still sort of thinking about it. I was but. just getting down for the interviews. I, that's the only <laughs> thing I was referring to. Um, and I, I did want to know about some of the other weekend, um, you know, road trip activities. You two don't stay at the same hotel? I mean, what kind we've of got, camaraderie is yeah, this? Yeah, we've got a lot of comments oh, you about have? this in the I chat. Was really I feel like to this. it's sort of yeah. like off and on. Sometimes we do, sometimes yeah. we don't. Really? So, so we, I mean, not to get oh into gosh. like specifics here, but, Jeez, but we have teamwork. No, we have like an uh, we have a a booking platform yeah. that our company needs to use, and depending upon the time that you book, uh, certain hotels different rates, are different things yeah. are acceptable. Yeah, wow, exactly. So there's restrictions on the hotel. So I, I for instance, I, I think this is fair to say, I I tend to book before Bo does, right? Yes, I, I was just going to say. Bo's a late booker. So the restrictions <laughs> that Bo has and the hotels available are often different than the hotels that I have mm. available. So it's, that, it's, it's like that. See, back during uh, Birds 24-7, you know, uh, McManus and I, when one person Call me books, king late booker. you got to tell the other person right away. You got to build same that thing. camaraderie. That way you're at the same hotel, you're spending yep. time together, you're building that chemistry. It makes the work better, makes the pod better, makes the site better. So I feel like you guys need to work on that a little bit. That was, that's, that's how I've done, I've done in the past. It's just the nature of oh, the book. Oh, so system. it's a that's bow it. issue. Okay. No, it's not I a bow like issue. Him under the bus. No, I think it's, it's the, it's the internal platform we use and being compliant <laughs> within the platform. It's a, so, uh, what's well, it called? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, for instance, like, uh, Zach has uh, plans for the Detroit trip that he's gonna, oh. that he's gonna go and go somewhere else. So it's not always well, feasible. Well, that's, well, yeah, that sounds kind of shady. I, I, I want to, I want to go to the Michigan, Michigan State game that oh, weekend, cool. depending upon the time and depending upon. You want to get in a rap battle? Now, I, yeah. So I, my other I, question was, uh, did ZB, I hope he got an invite to resident culture. Well, Zach oh was gosh, visiting silent. a high school friend. Zach was having. Oh, a that was the okay. So I, I was yeah. trying to piece it all. I couldn't. I, I so did well, my high school friends want to go to you there. In no, that Charlotte? Was, no, no, that no, was that was the John Mulvaney yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. John Mulvaney show. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, no, uh, my friends wanted uh, Bo to come, but I I knew Bo had 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 plans in Charlotte. I didn't want to bother. Okay. And it's sure. also this is a Checking this is a, other, a a different you know? type of year because you know because we're of COVID texting back and forth yeah yes. I mean, we're, we're in constant contact okay. yeah yeah this I, isn't a New York Mets twenty five yeah. you know players twenty five taxi situation I think one of these trips you guys have to get conjoining rooms and document the whole experience I'm not so sure that's a great idea you don't need joining rooms I think, rooms, oh, what's I think going that on would in be your hotel room <laughs> I think that would be excellent pod content. 
we know Zach's just yelling Roman at us at six thirty in the morning, but Bo was I the wanna, first I to just, shoot yeah, that I idea mean, down. So two in the morning. I don't want to be awoken by the sound of Bill Belichick and Nick Saban talking really loudly <laughs> next to each other. Like yeah. it's just, I'd rather get my sleep. All right, I think I slumber party. Oh. <laughs> my other uh, Zach, what did you tweet out today about the um, the T-shirt thing? Why don't you let our uh, listeners know too, in case they can help? Well, Nick Sirianni, uh, as those who watch press conferences have, have seen, Nick Sirianni has a lot of different types of T-shirts. He wore a Jeremiah Trotter T-shirt last week. He's worn Donovan McNabb, Miles Sanders, LaShawn McCoy the week before. Uh, and he said, you wouldn't believe the amount of T-shirts that get sent to me, right? And he said that, you know, Greg DeLamatros, the, the, um, the equipment manager or, or the – I, I'm sorry, the vice president of equipment, right? Is that the term? Greg. Uh, yeah, sorry, I was shaking you know, my to, head because the, yeah. the brewers popped out a oh, bunt. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, you know, Greg has to do his laundry because I, I said like, uh, I wasn't referring to the laundry, but I was referring to like the amount of t-shirts that he has in the closet. I know that if this was, if this was the Berman household, my wife would say, you gotta, you gotta cut those out. You gotta throw those out, right? We don't need uh Jeremiah Trotter t-shirt in the, uh, you know, you know, filling up the closet. So anyway, so uh, I put a call out on Twitter. If you're one of these people who have sent T-shirts to Nick Sirianni, can you reach out to me? And and can you uh, send him a Birds with Friends T-shirt? <laughs> and uh, the the responses that I got have mostly been of the humor variety, right? Like, uh, you know, can you tell, you know, can someone send a shirt that says run the ball, Nick? Things like that. Well, what I was thinking when I read that was this is one of those where if like a year ago, you would have told me on, uh, hey, October 12th, uh, 2021, Zach Berman is going to tweet this. How did, you know, what in the world is happening? Like, you know, during last Eagles season <laughs> that Zach is asking if you sent a T-shirt to Nick Sirianni, uh, you know, we would have been yes. like, wait a minute, what? in the hell happened yep. <laughs> over the course of the next year that he's tweeting this out. So that's yep. all. I thought it was a good reminder of that. You guys are, you guys are bored. All right, let's yeah. move on. Do we need to, uh, do we need to, should we talk Gruden? we have a great um athletic football show with tashawn reed and Vic Defer that uh there came out go. today talking all about the I'm john sure gruden situation yeah. so you can go download that and get a full breakdown of the i think our listeners want uh, i'm reading the comments here i think the <laughs> rest, okay. listeners want bo's talk uh post game post game pot you're gonna have to tune in yeah. to the live show uh, to get Bo's official John Gruden take. All right, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about. If you want to let it I'm rip, I'm sure we'll talk about it on ZB and the yeah. Wolf as well. No, but, I was, well, but, let's but discuss that offline. Is... I wasn't sure if that's going to fly or not. <laughs> I don't know. We don't. We don't. I mean, is there something thought, you want to get off? No, your chest it, here? This is not like you know. It's not like the urban thing where it's funny to just point and. That's why I, I like, feel like it doesn't fit ZB and the Wolf. Well, I think there's a way. I think there's a way to do it, but. Uh, but that we can get to that at a different time. Um, I just, it just sort of, uh, the whole thing is a little bit nauseating. Um, the way that like, you know, the Raiders have probably had these emails for a while and it, it, it takes for them getting public for something to happen. You know, the way that it exposes that this is, uh, just like the way that normal business is done in a lot of places. Um, and I just, you know, you know, you think about like the, 
the black players in the Raiders locker room or like Carl Nassib or whoever, uh, these guys who have to deal with the fact that like this guy who was in charge of me um, was like my coach for a long time was like, he re- this is the way that he thinks. Um, it's just, it's gross. The whole thing is gross and like further makes the sport look gross. So I don't, know. I don't think it's a reflection of the sport. I think it's a reflection of, I think it's a reflection of a large majority of the culture of within the sport. I do. Okay. Uh, yeah. But, but like, I, I'm not repulsed uh, by football, you know, I, I, I mean, I, yeah. So I, I, I mean, by no means am I, I, I just, I just uh, take objection to that last part. Like, I, I don't think this is a, perhaps there's a, a problem, a, a culture problem among, you know, certain people within football, but I don't think this is like a problem with football as a sport or, you know, oh yeah, no, I didn't mean to say yeah. if that's how. Okay. It, yeah, but I, okay. but I think the culture, the culture of the sport, yeah, is rotten. So, I mean, we, you know, you yeah. can paper over like put end racism in the uh, in the end zones, um, and you know, it's like the Glazers canceling Gruden from the Ring of Honor is like, uh, okay, that's good, but like, let's look at the Glazers, and uh, I don't know, it's just. I don't. Have, I don't have anything really to say that hasn't already been said. It's just sort of a, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and you think about, like, why is it that it's so hard for uh, minorities to get into positions of power in the league? And you know, Bruce Allen is sending all the stuff. And obviously, like, yes, the league, like the league, not releasing any of the other findings from their investigation is such uh, hypocrisy. It is bizarre that this is the only guy who's getting in trouble from that is someone who's not even affiliated with the organization. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, listen to the uh, conversation. Listen to Tashawn and with, Vic. Yeah, Tashawn was much uh, more doing a good job pushing uh, John Gruden during this over the last week, and Vic knows that organization inside and out for a, a long time. So I look forward to listening to that. All right, let's take a little break, and then we will talk about the Bucks. Get into Super Storecasting. It's a long episode. We gotta get moving. Bo, we can't hear you, Bo. Oh, he can hear us. All right. He can hear us. We had this Uh, issue when he started, so we'll get him back. Buccaneers. I I feel like, should we, I I was going to say we should skip the breakdown and just go straight to the forecasting and discuss the Buccaneers during that. But yeah, now, no, I can't hear you. Still missing you, Bo. Okay. Keep this in, Marissa. Uh, All right. We'll go, we can go over the Bucks uh really quickly here zb i mean you know i feel like people are very familiar with the bucks mm-hmm. they did win the super bowl last year and they brought back uh, the entire team so you're not seeing a lot of changes there is some uh you know injury news with this game levante david their longtime veteran linebacker he is not going to play uh in this game i think antoine winfield i think is like uh questionable is that right mm-hmm. we, we don't know yet right whether he's going to yeah. play Standout Correct. safety. Uh, they lost a couple of corners earlier this year. Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy bunting. Yep. So they're going with Jamel Dean. And then uh, Richard, Richard Sherman, Sherman will be mm-hmm. starting. Your old friend. Year. My old friend. He uh, gave Ross, you a good tweet when you left. Yeah. That's right. Ross Cockrell, veteran sort of journeyman slot corner, uh, is is their third uh, third cornerback there. So listen, that's the Bucks. They're loaded. They're, they're on the short list of Super Bowl favorites. Uh, Tom Brady has been outstanding. He did have a thumb injury that he's dealing with, but uh, the athletic beat writer Greg Alman had a uh, good nugget that after Brady suffered that injury, 
Zach, he was 15 for 18 for 182 yards and three touchdowns. He completed his last 12 passes of the game. So uh, if you're wondering whether it's going to be an issue for him or not, no, I don't think uh, that that's going to be an issue. Are you surprised that the Eagles are only, I don't know if it's only or not, but you know they're, they're at home, but only seven point favorites in this game. I mean, seven point underdog. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Um, if they were seven point favorites, that would really yeah. surprise me. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought the line might push. Can you hear me? Digits. Yes. Yes, we can okay. now. I thought the line might push double digits. That said, I, I I think the Eagles coming off a win, being at home, short week perhaps. Uh, but it, it it does not look good. The other thing to keep in mind: Todd Bowles, a veteran coordinator. Um, has been known in the bla- in the past to be a, a big blitzing guy. Uh, Eagles have a banged up offensive line, a young uh, uh, a young quarterback. I'm curious to see uh, how much the blitz hurts in this game. And then I, I think you hit it on the head too when talking about the Bucks cornerback situation. If you're looking for a week for the Eagles to run the ball, I'd be surprised if it happens this week. Tampa Bay has an outstanding run defense. The weakness of that defense right now, at least personnel-wise, is at cornerback where they're banged up. My guess is this looks closer to the Kansas City game in terms of the offensive approach from the Eagles than, say, you know, a, a run-the-ball, slow-it-down type approach. I think Hayden Winks uh, from Underdog has tweeted about this, how like the the opposing pass rate against the, the Bucks is like teams aren't even trying to run against them, partly because they're so injured in the secondary that they're they're just throwing. Yeah. See so. a paid advertiser? I feel like he's your new Ed Fang. This might be Hayden Wicks. Think so? He's, he's got good charts. Zach, right? He's getting a lot of love during birthday. I mean, we know Josh Norris is a is an occasional listener, so he's he's the one who's really uh in our favor. There you go. Uh Bo, I was saying we should just do sore casting and we can talk about the game during that. I mean, I, I, I think, think that's people fine. yeah, I think people know the Bucks are pretty good and who their Bucks star are players are. Yeah, yeah, I mean wait, so real quick though. They got Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. Just one sure, matchup. Sure, to, week we don't have to yeah. to Go watch in, in in particular is that for those who have followed Jason Kelsey's whole career, which I imagine is most of our listeners, um, his his weakness, if there is one, is are these these really big, like strong nose tackle types, A right? Linville Joseph type. Yes, and they don't get much like uh, bigger than Vita VA. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Via uh, or Vita Vea. Vita Vea. Yeah, Vea. Yeah. Um, so this is this is going to be a real tough matchup for Kelsey in the middle of that line. Yeah, I, I feel sometimes the film hipsters go overboard with some of these guys. Tyson Alalo. But uh, but, uh, but a v- Vita Vea is a bad man. Like he he will have highlight level plays where you just watch and are like, holy cow, look at what he did to this other very large human being. And it's not just, you know, he, he definitely is a, a run stuffer, but I, you know, like their pass rush, there will be plays where he is just knocking over the Eagles guards. And whether he finishes with the sack or the quarterback hit, uh, I don't know, but. Uh, he is awesome. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, this is, and if you're going to run the ball, you do not, you don't run up the middle, uh, against this team. I mean, if ever there were a week to get her, you know, like I said, hurts bootlegs, move the pocket quarterback sweeps, you have to get outside. They don't have Levante David. So, you know, Devin white is a very fast linebacker, but they don't have Levante David as their other linebacker. So you, you just, you know, any, any run up the middle is pretty much a fail against, uh, Vita Vea and then Dominican yeah, uh, Jack Driscoll head over uh, Vita Vea is, is oh my uh, gosh. not a pretty I'm like nervous for those guys. Woo! Jack Driscoll is 
Landon Dickerson on a bum ankle uh, go, going up. Yeah, but at least Landon guys. Dickerson's got some heft to him, you know. Yeah. That's I true. like Jack Driscoll, but at guard, it's, it's that's tough. the kind of player who's going to give him trouble. So, yeah. Yeah. Could be ugly. All right, Marissa, are we ready? We're ready. Uh, so just to reset here, Zach, of course, uh, held on to 17 turkeys last week. So he has 41. Shield has 27. I have 24. Shield has taken an early commanding lead. He has three and a half points. Zach and I have five sixths of a point. Yeah, my other question, uh, you know, my my pod comment was going to be like, is this should this be the last forecasting? I mean, I've no, done. I, I don't even once you clinch, once you clinch, I don't even try, stop, and I'm but. dominating. Uh, you know, so it's kind of like you know, it's like when Mahomes does like the underhand. That that's kind of what this feels like for me. Uh, we know Dennis. We learned is not even a fan of this game. I thought we were just doing it for Dennis. Uh, Marissa can't enjoy this. We know Zach <laughs> like he is like the low light of his entire week, and so I'm just wondering, you know, has it maybe it's reached its uh, conclusion, and we need to come up with I, another game. How about game. this? If you get to if you get to a five week lead, okay, then then uh, then Dennis can come up with a new game. No, oh, I'm sure he's very happy. All right, all right. I don't know if I trust him. Like Zach again was, I thought did a good job there calling that out in the post game pod. Yeah, I don't know that I would trust Dennis to uh, come up the, with the game. The chat, yes. the chat says they love it. The sickos I, enjoy it, and the they like to be involved. It. Yeah. They well, do. here's That's the thing: great. we we can't make decisions based on the sickos. The sickos are going to be here regardless. Uh, <laughs> so, true. with all due true. respect, thank you. We appreciate your support, but we need to get those like the the, the, the fringe viewers mm. and listeners. You know, we need to reel them in. How All about right. we give it till Thanksgiving with the turkeys? Hmm. Let me see. Uh, very turkey forward. Nice. Yeah. Let's see. All right. All right. You ready to get this started? And yes, as you as you alluded to, if the Eagles lose this game, another point in the crystal ball eagle prediction for me because the Eagles I mean, win week one and go two and four. What's that? A seven? Yeah, that's a crazy seven. <laughs> that's really that's one of the most outrageous <laughs> rulings like I've ever. You guys heard. didn't predict it. Two and four. Wow. <laughs> if you would have said zero oh and six or like six and zero, oh, then fine. We'll give know, that a seven. Pretty, two and four. Good to nail it. I mean, who cares? Really? There were there were like three options basically: three and three, two and four, or one and five. You had a thirty-three percent chance to get this well, right. Plus the win and in week seven. Nobody knew the Falcons were going to be this bad. If you would have said two and four, and John Gruden's not the coach when the Eagles go to Las Vegas, now I mean, that it's very difficult to to believe that he that that Urban after last week was not the first head coach fired. But all right, um, we got a comment from Matt in the chat that says, "I don't bet, I don't do fantasy football. I need something to watch." So you know, he likes the swoopers. So. Matt in the chat is a great handle. Yeah, well, it's Mad PD, but we're gonna change his name to Matt in the chat. Matt in the okay. Chat. So I think the only way to start swooper sorecasting this week is Tom Brady greets Jalen Hurts for longer than five seconds after the game. All right, we need five, five Mississippi's. Five Mississippi's. Okay. What what counts as a greet? They certainly don't have to be touching for that long. No, like but a conversation. Face to face. Okay. Yeah, it has to be a conversation or okay. you know some interaction. Longer than five seconds. Well. I don't know how long is a typical. I don't know how long a typical. Yeah, five seconds is. is, is it doesn't is seem long. that long. You think that yeah. is long? No. I no, think, I, I think don't Brady think it's usually last five a seconds. brush off. I'll say one turkey. Yeah. I'll go two. I'll go three. He's he's a forty foot. He, he has he he has wisdom to mm-hmm. share with Jalen. 
but longer than five. So, so 5.1 counts, right? You don't have to get to six. Yes. Mm -hmm. But Marissa, you're, you're going to be the official timer. I will use my stopwatch. Yeah. Okay. Or Uh, Dennis. Where are we at here? No. Okay. Well, hold on. (laughs) When does the, when does the greeting begin? That's up to Marissa. It's when a word is said or or a, a, or a touch is made body parts touch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's you sound sound like the, uh, like the, uh, dorm monitor at Notre Dame. Okay, Zach, are you at three? I'm at three. I'll go four. I just skipped right over that. It took me a while. I didn't know where we were with that. Okay, shield four. Do I hear five? I agree. The ah. truth The truth in the chat says this Ooh. This will be dependent on winning or losing. We all know if uh, Brady loses, yeah. there's no way. Five right. seconds happens. Five. Hmm. I hear six. I'm out. I'm out. Going one. I mean, that's a good value for you with 41 turkeys to spend, but I don't Sold. think it's happening. Brady's going to brush him off. Sold to Zach for six. All right. Six or five? I, five. Is it six? Five. No, five. 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 Oh, oh. He's, okay. he's at 36 turkeys. How do you know Jalen won't brush him off? Well, right, good you for keep him. Putting this on the... <laughs> All right. Sold to Zach for five. Next, Zach Ertz scores a touchdown. One. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Ho-ho, big spender. No thanks. Sold to Bo. Zach, right. no, you don't want in? I actually like that one, but I don't want to use 12 turkeys in the first two. <laughs> <laughs> After the last time you went really heavy yeah. with 41 yeah. turkeys. So, well. mm-hmm. yeah. Understandable. Okay. Next. Multiple Eagles players coaches will reference how quickly Tom mm. Brady got rid of the ball during post-game media availabilities. All right, so we got to clarify several things here. Multiple means only two? Yeah, more than one. Okay. And it has to be during the podium sessions. Yes. Okay. So quick now, comment here. Uh, Bo can't win this because if Bo wins this, he is definitely asking multiple players how quickly <laughs> the Tom Brady get yeah, rid of the ball. That's what I mean. Okay. It can't be a direct right. <laughs> so one of us one of us can't be the ones to do it. Or it can't be a direct question. It can't be. It can't be a direct question. Marissa will be the judge. Okay. I mean, if you say something like, you know, what you know, you guys. What did he do to you know? Yeah. What? what, How are they able to avoid the pass rush tonight? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, that's why I I trust Marissa. No, I trust Marissa. Yeah. Because Bo's not beyond asking a question to win. If it feels like you're no. really, really leading him into it, then yes. we're then it's not going to. And it's am your I, thing. Well, let me let me ask this: Am I allowed to um, ask somebody else to ask the question? <laughs> no. no, definitely not. I would All say right. that's cheating. Yeah. Let's see who wins this, and but then are we, we allowed can, to? And cheat? then we can make the rules. No, you're not allowed to cheat. One is multiple, just more than one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And a combination of players, coaches. It doesn't have to be right. It can't be the same. Per- it can't coaches. be the same person yeah. twice. Uh, who said? And it what twice. what constitutes a reference? Oh gosh. 
This is he was very... really he was getting rid of the ball fast. He was he he was getting rid of the ball quickly. Okay. You know, when you when you face Tom, the ball's gonna come out really quickly. Anything like that counts. Do I hear two? I think two. Zach started two. sitting at one. Okay. I'll Three. Two. Three. Four. How many people talk after a game? Not well, as that's many. The thing. That's the thing. Well, the defensive loss. coordinator doesn't talk. Yeah. And like, how many, de- especially if they get killed on defense, how many defensive guys are going to talk? I don't know. Yeah, it would just be like Slay and Alex Singleton. <laughs> so, uh... All right, I'm at four. I'm out. Right? I think I'm at four. It sounds yeah. right to me. I thought you were at three, but okay. Oh, was it three? If you said you were at four, you're willing to go to four. I don't know about Zach, that. Are you going to go to five? I don't think the Eagles are going to race. Oh, no, that, I think, I, was, at, I, think I was at three and seeing if Zach was going to go to four. Yeah. Is that right, Zach? Where, uh, I said one. <laughs> Oh, well, if Zach, if Zach we, said one, then you said, then you said four. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yes. but if, no, that helps though because if he said one, yeah. you said two, he said three, you said four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think this just five. this uh, just shows our level the chat, of. The chat uh, says she was at four. Okay. okay. We'll trust the chat. All right. You're All right. Back. Sold. She's got it right. Okay. She's got. It. Okay. A quarterback is targeted as a pass catcher. The mm. Super Bowl redemption for Brady. Yeah, do you think Brady's asking them to put something in so he can uh he referenced it already? He made his little joke. Yeah. Nah, he's he's played he's played in Philly since then. And if you're the Eagles, I feel like you gotta break out, you know, a lot of tricks in this game. You can't just play it straight. Yeah. Aggressive defense, inexperienced cornerbacks. That's fair. I'll say well, one. Too rich for my Yeah, I mean nobody nobody wants <laughs> no, it. I'll, I'll go I'll go two. I'll take it for two. I think Sirianni threw that play away. Yeah, I don't think Sirianni's going back to that bad boy. Okay. Sold to Shill for two. Oh. Okay. Bargain. All right. Yeah, I mean, two a two is always nice. Okay. Bruce Arians throws his headset after a bad penalty or play. Is this a thing he's known to do? Well, he's got sort of the fanny pack type thing. Yeah, that's his, what I'm gonna uh, say. It makes it harder to put it back on, right? So y- yeah, so I guess he does, you know, it doesn't have to hit the ground. Yeah. It's very stylish. It's Frustration like, with the headset. Mm, we will say. I don't know. That's that's a little bit too loose. It's gotta come off his head and he's gotta yeah. no, it's his throw. He's he it's can still throw. throw it. I mean, I'll take it for one. Going once, going twice, two. (laughs) (laughs) All right, do I hear three? That post got it. Post still gonna watch the game. Now he'll watch Arians too. (laughs) Okay, the game's leading receiver is on the Eagles. One, two, three. Four. What a demure four. Five. <laughs> How many more left do we have after this? 
Six. Hopefully, we have not six a lot. left. <laughs> uh, I'll go six. Do I hear seven? Going once. Going twice. Seven. <laughs> For our audio listeners, ZB just had a great reaction to that. Uh, Pure frustration. Yeah, I got to work my body language again. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> eight. Eight. Do I hear nine? You got it at eight. Unless, okay. unless Shield's going in. No, Shield's falling asleep. Some, some okay. Devontae Smith garbage time points or yards, rather. All right. This uh, one. I have 15 turkeys. Zach has 28 turkeys. Shield has 21 turkeys. Okay. This, 21 is a, turkeys. this is a chat submission because everyone loved the pylon last week so much. So this is yeah, along. Disappointment that was. This is along similar lines. A player gets hit with a flag, <laughs> like actually hit with the flag. Hmm. One. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Okay. <laughs> so, so to So for I all, think they're they're very cognizant of that now. After yeah, the incident a decade ago in Baltimore. <laughs> they're very cognizant of it now. Now that a decade has passed. <laughs> no, no, like like ever since then. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Will require the sickos to be watching for that one, just like the pylon camp. No, this just, yeah, I think this happened just recently, right? Oh, really? I think, yeah, I think it's happened in the game. I this mean, year. this is, uh, it's not going to happen right. for the one. Next. Okay. A Penn State product scores a touchdown. Ooh, Chris Godwin. So Miles Godwin and Miles Sanders. Sanders. Yes. Is that it? Two. Three. Four. Five, six, seven, eight. eight. I think Ooh. I got that eight in. You that definitely did. You have something made you do this every time. That sounded like a pure tie to me. All right, I'll go nine. Doesn't matter. Nine. Okay. Ooh, Ooh, Zach. Big spender. <laughs> All right, ten. he's going ten. Oh. Ten. Wait, did Shield get the nine or did I get the nine? I did. Am I? No, I thought Zach did. <laughs> oh my God, believe you. All right, so I have right, but he already, he already no, been no. ten. No, no, so. no. I I wanted for nine, not ten. Yeah. Uh, ten. Uh, oh. <laughs> um. Eleven. Yeah, chat. Oh, some people say chat. Uh, Zach got nine. Some people say Shield got nine. So. But ZB pushing it to eleven. All right, who who's going twelve? Do it, Bo, just to see the reaction. I, I do really want to just to see the reaction. Going um, once, going twice. Sold to ZB for oh, eleven. Wow. <laughs> All right, Chris Godwin coming home basically. So he's this was that submission. He was born in Philly, went to Delaware. Uh or I'm, I'm sorry, grew up in Delaware, went to Penn State. I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> the point is, is that is that Godwin's gonna have a good game. Godwin's gonna have a good game. Miles Sanders. This is not a wrestling good. show. They're not booking him for his homecoming. Like I I think uh Coaches are more cognizant mm -hmm. of that than you think. 
Okay. There's a good chance he scores a touchdown. Next. Okay. <laughs> I thought this was a very interesting one. The parlay of Eagles plus seven and under 52.5 points mm. hits. That's interesting. We, we have not um, had yeah. a swooper like this. Yeah. Yes. Two. You see, the, the parlay part of it makes it challenging, right? Because you need both to hit here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris Godwin coming home. <laughs> I'll say four. How many four. more do we have? Three after this. Uh, do I hear five? No, nah, I don't like it that much. Zach? I'm staying away from this. I bid, uh, I, I went above my budget on the previous one. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Sold to bow for four. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And if it, I see the question here, what's if seven pushes, then you don't win the bet. Correct. You don't win the bet. No. Correct. Yeah. All right. <laughs> here we go. Troy Aikman will reference his time as a visiting player in Philly, can be an antidote or observation, but cannot be about playing the Eagles, must be mm. about playing in Philly. Marissa makes call. One. Uh, this is mine. So if he says, like, <laughs> man, I. So if he says like, you know, oh man, I remember one time, uh, you know, R Reggie White just planted me into the turf. That is kind of, if, he's, if he's talking about at the vet, it's going to be something in Philadelphia, some story. Now, does it have to be, does it have to be related to him? So like, let's say the Eagles have a stinker of a first half and they're booed on their way to the locker room and Troy Aikman said, oh, <laughs> that's how it is in Philly. That doesn't count? Uh, No. It, it has to be, yeah. It has to be about his time as a visiting player in mm. Philly. I feel like he likes to tell these stories about what it was like for him playing in Philadelphia. One. I tried to say one, but I guess I got cut off. <laughs> Do I hear two? Can you hear me though? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you say one though. I thought I'll you were just two. joking. I thought like you were making a joke that you I'll said. I'll say it. two. I'll go three. Do I hear four? Going once. Going twice. Four. Oh, you dog! <laughs> uh, for the for the viewers out there and the listeners. Uh, I did want to inquire. I wasn't able to pull it off, but keep uh, take notice of of Troy's sort of giggles and laughs this year. I really feel like he's taking it uh, next level. A lot of cackling during these broadcasts. I thought, all right, I'm out. Bo, do I hear five? Zach's got it. He's going to win this all week. Right. I think sold to ZB for four. Okay. Who left? The first. The first Eagles play on offense is a rush by a running back. Talked a lot about the running game. Three. Oof. Four. Do I hear five? Zach, you look like you're brewing over there. Five. 
Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Five for Bo. Five. Okay. Well, I keep, I keep. Do I hear six? I don't Sold. like any of them this week. Sold. Sold. Yeah. Bo for five. Oh, that one. That is a big one. All right. Last one. The Eagles recover a fourth quarter Tom Brady fumble. One. Two. Going once. Going Three. twice. Three. <laughs> I heard, how you. Many are, I heard how, you. How many are left after this? This is it. Oh, this is it? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Hmm. I guess I'll go four. I'm pretty sure Bo is frozen. Yeah, Bo. Oh, he's frozen. back. He's back. Oh. Okay. Is that a five? No. She'll no. just bid four. Okay. Zach? I am staying away from this one. All right. Sold to Shield for four. Very um cheap week on swooper sore casting. Yeah, I got a lot of leftover turkeys, I feel. A lot of turkeys being carried over this week. Uh if okay. I don't freeze, I'll qu I'll quickly run down here what we got. Uh, Shiel has uh, multiple people after the game, players and coaches. Oh, he did freeze. So <laughs> we will okay, check right. Twitter and Dennis will show. have a Dennis will have a full recap okay. of um, well, each, each pick. Bo, do you want to text us your prediction to go on the record? Sure. Okay. Or you, or you want to fire it in real quickly before you freeze? <laughs> I'll text you. No. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. ZB, do you have a prediction? Yeah. So I think this is going to be a tough game for the Eagles, right? So that's, that's a captain obvious statement. I, I get it. But I, I've said uh, in recent weeks that the Eagles are, are going to do well this year against mediocre or middling quarterbacks or inferior quarterbacks. I think they're really going to struggle against top quarterbacks. Tom Brady's a uh, top quarterback. Uh, I think that, um, Similar to the Chiefs game, similar to the Cowboys game, they're not going to be able to keep pace with this team. So, uh, you know, I, I I can see the Eagles having a better offensive performance than they did last week. Uh, I can see them moving the ball better through the air, not like they did against Kansas City, but closer to Kansas City than they did against Carolina. Uh, that said, I, I I just think the Bucks are the superior team. And it's going to show on Thursday night. I am going Tampa Bay 35, Philadelphia 24. Okay. I see it as similarly. I think you're right, especially defensively. I think against mediocre or bad teams, they can uh, certainly hold their own. But against the top offenses, which we, we've seen with the Chiefs and the Cowboys, uh, they're going to get lit up. I think, uh, you know, certainly the Bucks would be in that group. Bucks have a very good offensive line so this is going to be different than last week i haven't seen any examples of them being able to sort of scheme anything up uh defensively to give them a big edge so if it's just player versus player i think that's going to be really tough for them the bucks just you know they are a a, a step on your throat type team they'll just be throwing the football from start to finish they don't care what the score is and, and they will just be piling it on we saw that Last week, uh, other side of the ball, it's just a tough matchup for the Eagles. I think their offensive line going up against that defensive line, it's not going to be pretty. Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni against whatever Todd Bowles is cooking, that's going to be tough also. 
Uh, I think it could get uh, very ugly in this game. I feel like you have to find ways to steal points, whether it's a trick play, whether it's something on uh, special teams, whether it's an unscouted uh, blitz on third down, not, not that it will be something that Tom Brady has never seen. You got to get a little bit, little bit lucky with some turnover luck. Uh, but I think it's going to be Tampa Bay 34, Eagles 20. So a four, similar ballpark of what you have, but a little bit bigger win for the Bucs. Is Bo back to get? Um, well, he, doing? is he back? He did send it to me. Um, so there's a lot of pressure <laughs> in here. I think I should probably scan this before I start reading it aloud. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Don't give fair Okay. He says, if the Eagles are going to have a chance against the Bucks at home on a short week, is a good opportunity. If the Eagles are going to have a chance against the Bucks at home on a short week, is a good. Uh, uh, I don't think a short, as good. a short week as, as good of an opportunity as, as good any. of an opportunity as any. The Bucks are injured, and maybe Tom Brady's. I'm going to say trainer. Bo used another adjective to describe the trainer. Maybe Tom Brady's trainer didn't get his. I can't even. Get you don't have to read this. Yeah. Bo, what are you doing? If it's anything. Bo's like, trying yeah. to get me in trouble. Yeah, Bo, you, you say it. We can hear you. Get it out. He said maybe Tom Brady's shady trainer didn't get his shipment in this week. That's fine. Okay. Go ahead. Just Continue. a possibility. We can hear you. <laughs> Uh, I think it has a chance to be uh, potentially closer than than people expect with a backdoor cover, but I'm not I'm not going to predict that. Given that the <laughs> Eagles are going to go vanilla on defense against this offense, um, Bucks 35, Eagles 23. <laughs> Is that the exact same score Zach picked or no? I had 35-24. So oh, Bo has oh. more field goals, or he has a missed extra point in there. Okay. I'm really glad Bo unfroze for that one because that was a lot of um, pressure <laughs> putting some words in my mouth. <laughs> hashtag, there's a hashtag, uh, cancel Marissa. <laughs> yeah. I was like so flustered because I could oh see other gosh. words. Like I could see shipment and shady in there. Oh, and I was like gosh. getting all messed up. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, all those right. things are very fair to say. Uh, so again, <laughs> watch the game Thursday night. Stick with it till the end. If it's a blowout, do something else uh, in the fourth quarter. See what uh, Nick Sirianni has to say with uh, Zach and Bo peppering him about um, Tom Brady getting rid of the ball quickly. And then click on the link. YouTube will be right here waiting for you with uh, instant reaction. And Sheila right. will answer your questions, right, Sheila? That's right. We're going to need those questions. Keep yeah. it moving. All right, that'll do it uh, for this episode of Birds and Friends. Thanks for listening. For Zach, Sheil, and Marissa, I'm Bo. And as always, we love you.